Hey friends, welcome to the podcast. On today's episode, we head to Munising. We're going to be talking about the Pictured Rocks National Lakeshore and what you can expect in 2022. Joining us, Corey Anceli and Sue Reese to talk about all of the new things coming to Munising. And as I said, we are heading to Munising, and my guests today, we're talking to Sue and Corianne. Ladies, it is an absolute pleasure to spend some time with you. How are both of you doing? Doing great. I'm doing good. Yeah, absolutely. Loving the winter. Looking out my window right now at like two feet of snow. <laughs> absolutely. And Corianne, you guys got just, just got done with the ice fest, but we are talking about things coming up in the future, right? We've got spring, we've got summer, we've got fall colors, but there's some changes that are happening. And so I, I want to start with you and kind of tell people about some of the changes that are coming into Munising and what they can expect as they get into these seasons. And then uh, we'll dive a little bit deeper, Sue, with you as to some of the things that are happening on the Pictured Rocks National Lakeshore and what's happening there. So Corianne, what what's new? What's happening in Munising? What's new and what is happening? Well, like you said, Ice Fest just got over. So we just had ice climbers from all over the country that came and visited and climbed all over our beautiful lakeshore and some of our waterfalls. Um, and so that, you know, is our super popular biggest uh, ice climbing festival in the Midwest. So that just ended. Um, and upcoming, you know, pretty soon, hopefully, <laughs> snow will start melting. And you're going to start seeing our waterfalls really flowing heavily. Um, early spring is a very popular time to come see the waterfalls. There's a little bit less people. It's a little bit quieter. And uh, they are normally absolutely gushing from the snow melt. So we're looking forward to that. And then, of course, always looking forward to summer. Pitched Rocks Days is back this year. Pitched Rocks Days is going to be the, first, the second weekend of June. And that is where Youpers ride free on the Pitched Rocks cruises. And then there's an accompanying festival down at Bayshore Park. Um, we have food vendors, we have petting zoo, and we have bounce houses. And there's various other vendors down there as well with all kinds of local art and local jams and local honey, et cetera, et cetera. So we're looking forward to that. Concerts in the park will be starting in June and July. And then, you know, and then we're just going into July and going into the crazy, busy, beautiful summer season that we have coming. And Corianne, one of the things that I love about coming up there is not only, obviously, the views, which are spectacular, and watching the waterfalls kind of change season. You know, I think that's one of the most underrated parts of coming to Munising is that people come for the fall colors or they go on the pictured rocks cruises, but they tend to forget that, you know, just as an example, I was at Tequamanon on January 3rd and it was still running. And by January 16th, it's frozen solid. And then, like you said, going into spring, it'll be a gushing waterfall. And, you know, watching those seasons change is amazing. But the thing that has been quietly happening in Munising that you are absolutely underselling is the food scene there. It's kind of exploded. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The food scene absolutely has exploded. We have several new restaurants. Um, currently, right now, Border Grill, um, which is a franchise in the Upper Peninsula of very fresh, authentic Mexican food, they will be opening anytime now. Their, their permitting process and everything is done. Their building is built out. They're in the hiring process. They will be open. So we're very excited for that. Um, we just got a new restaurant in the downtown area. It is called Early Birds, and they serve breakfast, which is very much needed in the Munising area, and they also have an excellent lunch. Um, we have several food trucks which have come to the area and have been in the area all last summer. Some of them are here for winter. 
Um, the Beachcomber Cafe has been open all winter, and so is Toby's Dog House. Um, and we had a couple that came just for Ice Fest. We had we had a food truck from Chicago up here, the pierogi rig. Oh wow! So that was very cool. It was very cool. Yeah, it's just something different. Um, and so you know, and then of course we have Tracy's that had its five year anniversary recently, and that is our fine dining in the Munising area. And we have the standbys. We have Dog Patch, which is always good. You know, we have Foggy's, which is a wonderful steakhouse, great atmosphere out there. We have the Buckhorn when you're out on ATVs or hiking or snowmobiling. That is wonderful. So our food scene has really picked up. As we started getting more visitors, more people saw the opportunity, more entrepreneurs said, okay, I'm going to open up a business here. And so it has really benefited, not obviously the visitor, but the locals as well. And I cannot recommend it enough. Every single place that I've tried in the course of the last two years has been incredible. One of the standouts for me, of course, is Captain Ron's because that's one mm -hmm. of my like all-time favorites. Yes. But every single thing that I try is absolutely amazing. And like you said, Corianne, lots of people have discovered the UP in the course of this pandemic because outside was a thing that they could do. And the best place to outside in Michigan, if you've never done it, is to head to the UP. And so, Sue, I'm coming to you because new this year, there's going to be a fee structure for the Pictured Rocks National Lakeshore. And while I think initially when people have see that and you and i talked about this before we started the podcast they see or hear it and go ah oh, fees it's like blockbuster video like i don't want to do any of that stuff right but there's a very real and pragmatic reason why this is happening and so sue talk to me about the fees and what it does to make the lakeshore better well all all entrance fees this is a new fee that'll start march uh, 1st um all fees that we collect in the park are go directly to enhancing a visitor experience. So it's not to pay my salary or anything like that. It is to improve our trails, improve our campgrounds, fix our visitor center that's falling apart. Um, all of these things, it's really for, um, for direct visitor experience and for future public use. Um, we'll we'll um, fund a few seasonal positions like the custodial positions that help clean our bathrooms clean um, and take care of them. But we will be using the money to rebuild trails, to rebuild bridges uh, that are collapsing or in danger of collapsing in the park, our stair structures to the beaches, uh, again, fixing the Munising Falls Visitor Center, which is uh, in dire need right now. But all of these things are, are, are required by policy to have a direct visitor benefit. Let's get kind of into the weeds a little bit. How is this going to work? Where do people pay this fee? Is it something that they can get prior to coming up to Munising? How does the, all of that stuff work? Yeah, that's, you no longer need entrance stations like you used to see in a lot of national parks, and you still see in national parks. Uh, but nowadays, with electronics, you'll be able to just pay with your phone or anything like that. Uh, you can scan QR codes in the park. You can go to our visitor center, uh, and you'll be able to pay there. Uh, you can uh, pay uh, online ahead of time via recreation.gov. There'll be links on our website. There will be links throughout the park. There will be QR codes throughout the park. We're trying to make it as painless as possible, at least to the ability to pay. So people don't have to just run to the Munising Falls. If we're not open, what do you do? Sure. Well, scan the code and pay right there. So um, nowadays it's a lot easier uh, than having to have entrance stations and to staff them all the time. 
One of the things that you guys have obviously seen, we've talked about it, Corianne, is the number of people coming up. And obviously you want to make sure that they have an amazing time while still protecting the Pictured Rocks National Lakeshore and keeping it up. Because I, I think one of the underrated things about that area and lots of national parks inside Michigan is what it takes to keep them up, right? There's just sort of this assumption that I show up and things are just fine, but there are people that have to make sure those things are fine, i.e. cleaning bathrooms, i.e. making sure a bridge doesn't fall into a river, you know, those sorts of things. Um, and I'm very excited to see how that is going to turn out. And so I turn to, to you, Corianne, is what is, what's the anticipation for this season? Because you guys have seen incredible growth in the last 36 months. Is it going to plateau a little bit, or you think it's going to grow even more as we're seemingly getting on into what is next here? And so, you know, I feel that the Upper Peninsula in general is only going to grow in popularity. People have invested in all these recreational, you know, tools now. So they have kayaks, they have bikes, they, you know, maybe bought some hiking shoes or, you know, different things like that. So they're going to want to continue using them. Plus, I think once you have a love of the outdoors and a familiarity with it, you're much more likely to continue to go back to it. Um, I think a whole new generation of people has been awakened to the joy of being outdoors during the pandemic. And I think that is something that we can have as a good takeaway from this being entertained and enjoying our outdoor spaces again you know and you know like sue said it's it's very busy here in the summertime which we are so grateful for in this area we are a small town and it really does keep our economy going in a lot of our smaller restaurants etc you know but you know like sue said and like you said there are trails within the park there is this there is that federal funding is limited to what is given to any park you know there's a limit to those dollars that come in and uh, so having these entrance fees is going to allow them to cover a lot of these projects that just are not being covered by the federal government when you look at the increases we've had you know we've gone from having say 300,000 users to 1.25 million users that come through the area and the vast majority of those people are without a doubt going into the park in one way or the other via water via you know walking uh taking a vehicle through the park and the different areas that you can get a vehicle into camping within the park and that all requires management um you know going forward into this year i don't picture a, i don't picture us sliding backwards um I'm, i don't think we're going to continue to have the huge increases every year i don't see that but i do see small incremental increases as people come back because they love it and then they also tell their friends and their family about how much they love it and they come as well and so, Sue, I'm going to give people a public service announcement, then I'm going to ask you a question. And that announcement is, if you got hiking gear, i.e. boots or shoes for Christmas, please wear them before you go hiking. Please break them in. It will help everybody out before we get on these trails. So with that, Sue, I'm going to turn it to you and say, you know, if people are coming back up and maybe they want to find a hidden gem that they haven't seen maybe the first time they come up to the, the National Lakeshore, you know, where should they start? Do you have a favorite spot or a spot that you point people to and go, if you're coming up only one season, right? If you're only coming up in the summertime, absolutely positively go see this. Well, I think everyone should always see the pictured rocks, uh, whether the one of the best views is by water. So taking a boat tour, getting out of the water, it's really awesome to, to see the colors, to see the erosion, the, how it's been carved out. Uh, more name, pictured rocks national lake. Sure. So that's what you should see. 
that is only, you know, one section of the park. It's only 15 miles of the 42 miles. We have great beaches. Some of them are in between the rocks. Uh, the, the cliffs like Miner's Beach is, is wonderful. Sandpoint Beach is a nice safe beach for great place for families to come down. And then some of those uh, lesser visited beaches include the 12 mile beach area. Uh, 12 mile beach campground, there's a small parking lot there right off H58, what we call the Superior Overlook. It's a beautiful section of beach. Um, none of our beaches are super busy. Um, so I think any of those places, Hurricane River is just really a nice quiet place. There's even shade on the beach. The Hurricane River flows right in there. Uh, and then the Ground Sable Dunes. It's always awesome to go to the log slide uh, and, and look out there. I'm not saying everyone should climb down it because uh, you have to come back up it, um, but it is, uh, it is a great place. And then we have, you know, even our smaller historical places, our lighthouses, the Osaba Light Station is a wonderful walk out there. You can see shipwrecks along the area um, and why the lighthouse was built to, to help uh, protect those ships from wrecking. So there's so much to see in the park, even though it's this tiny little strip it's it's a beautiful place to go no matter where you stop. So, Corianne, there's a terminology in the universe that you and I run around in, and that is called the shoulder season, where it's like, you know, month on either side of, of a season, whatever that might be. Have you seen the shoulder seasons in Munising kind of explode as people are coming up earlier and staying later? Absolutely. We've seen the shoulder seasons get busier because, like you said, you know, especially during the pandemic with the remote work and the remote schooling, we had quite a few families that were coming up here and, you know, their kids and them would, you know, work and do school during the day because we have excellent, excellent internet in this area, which a lot of people do not know. Um, and uh, so we would see a lot of that. So that, you know, June, we were getting quite a few families and in May, and then even into September, because again, still remote school. And I know that is not the case anymore, but you know, we have different demographics that come at different time of the year. We get more families, you know, middle of summer, because that's when mom and dad can take a trip with the kids. The kids are off school, et cetera, et cetera. And then, you know, early summer, early fall, going into the fall, you know, during the weekdays, we get a lot of couples. Um, we get retired people. We, we get newlyweds. Um, we get quite a few weddings here. A lot of weddings happen in the park. Okay, Sue knows this, um, quite a few. Um, so, you know, we our shoulder seasons have really picked up, but that is where there is a lot of room for people to still come where it's quieter where you know it's easier to get around where there's not as many people if you want that really quiet experience i would you know i would highly recommend a may june september october type trip awesome so corianne people are listening they want to book a trip where do they start where do they go on the internet to get started start at munising.org all right, my friend. Corianne, Sue, it was an absolute pleasure to check in with you. I cannot wait to see you again this season. Be well. We'll talk again soon. Thank you.